welcome to Friday at Lunch Plus, and I'm Barrett, and I'm here with... Me. Buddy. Buddy. That one. And it's going to be a good day. We're excited to have you here with us, and yeah, how's your morning going? Tell us who you are, where you're watching from, so that we can say hi to you. Kevin Nowicki is watching from the site of the acid spill again. Interstate 85 southbound, That's that sounds intense. And specific. Like, mm -hmm. I really enjoy specificities what, of where you are. What mile marker on 85 southbound? It's true. How many trees have you passed? How many, how many leaves are on the ground where you are right now? Um, That's a little more specific, but... Specific. That's a word that always makes me fun. I don't know what William said. Um, he, prob he said, good morning in Russian. That's good. Uh, Pam, right? Ms. Pam <laughs> says that she's watching from Vero Beach, Florida. That's cool. Ooh. Good morning, Colleen. Um, good morning, buddy, with the angel emoji. Um, Kevin's at the 55-mile marker. Okay, that's exciting. Guys, it's Friday. We've got a great episode in store for you right now. It's family chat. That's why you're on, so that we can chat. Followed by Buddy's favorite. The Price is Right. That one. And followed by prayer. We're going to have a good time of prayer. And then our newest segment, What's Right Elementary. And we're going to see if Marky and I could pass elementary school today. Also, I'm forcing myself to say elementary. Elementary. So I say it properly. Followed by what's the word? And it's going to be a good word today. Share the broadcast. Do you say elementary? I did last week. Remember, there was no. Oh, much you say mockery. elementary. No, I say yeah. elementary. Oh, oh. And actually, isn't it isn't it elementary? I think that's what it is. When I looked it up last week, it's elementary. I think. Well, the way Sherlock Holmes says it is elementary, elementary. my dear Watson. It's so true. He says elementary. And which I, is the, which is, I guess the. That's the deciding vote. Is I what think, Sherlock Holmes say? I think that I'm only going to say it in a British accent from now on. Elementary. We're going to have, what's right, elementary? So that's what we're going to do. That wasn't British, but that's okay. Uh, and Pastor Cole's on. She says that uh, Mama is driving, so I'm watching. Yay, guys, it's time. Okay, we're going to hop into our first question of the day. Mm -hmm. Question number one. Team 80s music or team 90s music? Um... Yeah. 100% uh, 90s music. Oh. Sorry. What I, I almost accidentally said that 90s. Was, that was rude. <laughs> did, 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 you, did you switch in time to see her like instant gratification followed by instant sorrow? Like, it was, that was a roller coaster for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's the little jump. Oh. Yeah, it, I'm so sad. William says that he's so torn right now in that all is, caps. That is a. Chris Holmes says that uh, he's at the end of I-95 North by the Canadian border. Wow. From my homeland. From your homeland. Um, Johnny says 90s music, immediately followed by Marky saying that <laughs> 90s, 90s is the worst. That's because Marky didn't have good taste in 90s mm -hmm. music. Good taste in 90s music mm -hmm. is different, you know, by all of my really big, strong feelings for NSYNC and Hanson. That's clearly the best 90s music that there and is. And apparently Hanson are all dudes. Duh. I didn't know that. This is not a shock. <laughs> it is a shock. To it me. should not be a shock. 
Marky right. said she'd literally rather any other generation. Well, wow, that's those are strong feelings. That's fine. We can shun you. Shun the non-believer, Marky. Shun. Well, I mean, I'm team '80s. I grew up. My dad raised me listening to '70s and '80s uh, music. Mm-hmm. So, so that's kind of so. During, throughout the '90s, I listened to '80s music. I'm laughing at Johnny throwing Marky shade, saying, does she still have good taste in music? Um, that was funny. Julie says 80s. Kevin says 80s. So you've got them on your side. William says it's like choosing between Toto and Jamariquai. I don't even know what that is, William. How do you pronounce it? Jamariquai. Oh, so I was so close. Um, they're both a whole different spectrum. Colleen says that she's team 50s. That's a good one. I... I like some 80s music, but I just, I grew up with 90s music, so mm -hmm. I, and I like it, it's not just the boy bands, like I have yeah. a spectrum, like Train, what a great 90s band Train was. Mm -hmm. I only know one of their songs. Which one? Hey Soul Sister, that's Train, right? Yes. That's the only one I know. Yes. It's okay. Next. <laughs> I'm yes. so sorry that I super disappointed you. Is that next? <laughs> okay. We're done. This is not a unifying one. Next question. <laughs> team team Liberty. Oh, I, I literally read Liberty. Uh, I thought I was going to say Team Liberty or Team Death. <laughs> um, you could answer it that way if you really want to. Sure. I feel like most people have chosen Team Death without realizing it these days. But mm -hmm. Team Library. Or team museum. Um, is this a question? Yeah, some are, people. Are we are we on different wavelengths? It's team museum, right? <laughs> okay. Let's see how many people are actually going to choose. Okay, well. You know. William. Well, William's he, my people. Here's the thing. Would you rather go to a quiet place that has like lots of a hundred books? Lots of adventures awaiting to unfold. Or would you rather go to a museum and experience the, the adventures and unfold You don't them experience them. Eyes? You look at them with ropes around them and you can't touch anything. Depends which museum you go to. Now, if you go to like uh, the Science Center, there, I'm sh there has, there's a. There's Kevin. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, thank you, Kevin. Appreciate it. Yep, that was great. Library. Johnny's a library. Marky's a okay. museum and Priscilla's a museum. I like to see things with my eyes. Instead of imagine them with your imagination? Well, yes. <laughs> uh, Pastor Cole's team library. I mean, jo George's team museum. I know. He, he I essentially know has a museum. In his I know. In your house, so. So my very first job, this is going to really, oh, well, before I get there, Priscilla says science museums are the best. Serena's team museum, so good job marrying your match. William says using your eyes as opposed to seeing them with your teeth. <laughs> I love William. Um, Pastor Nicole says any answers from quote unquote me have really been Luke while I drove. See, Luke is also team museum, so that's exciting. But no, my very yes. first job that I ever had, Kevin is team library. I was, uh, I was eight years old, and I walked like half a mile across town to go to the library, and I would volunteer as a library's assistant to organize the books and check them back in, and I was, that's what my fun was, 
that's a deep dive into the soul of Barrett. So, you know, if you thought that I was really super cool in rock and roll, you were right, 100%. Um, that's what I was like as a child. So libraries are great. I was also a librarian uh, during college. That was my internship. Mm. So I'm a big fan. Have uh, you ever watched Parks yes. and Rec? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I had to say. Johnny says that Holly wants Belle's library from Beauty and the Beast. Me too. Uh, Serena says, that's so sweet, Barry. Kevin says, oops, I mean library stinks. No, he doesn't. <laughs> don't, don't conform, Kevin. It's okay. There's no judgment. This is a, this is a judgment-free zone. Um, Luke says, no, he said library. Is it a judgment-free zone? I mean, <laughs> I guess I'm not judging, but there seems to be lots of library judging from you. What? I never once judged a library. You just asked me about Parks and Rec because you know in the show they say libraries are the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh -huh. But I didn't judge. I just asked if you've ever seen a show. Uh -huh. um, Marky says, I'm so surprised that people do jet love museums. Don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to say jet love. People do jet love. Uh, I, I do jet love Marky so much. That sounds like an 80s song. <laughs> Grayson says, yes, this is why Belle is the best princess. I'm just pleased that people like libraries. <laughs> I really thought I was going to be alone in this and I'd prepared for it. But there are, there are people. Okay. There are people. Next one. Johnny says safe harbor. It is safe harbor. Team theater or team cinema? Which one would you prefer going to? The theater to see a play or the cinema to see... A very expensive play that's been cut and edited with lots of other things um, and paid much more. <laughs> I think that's a judgment right there. No, I'm just genuine. They're literally both the same principle, but one has a much bigger budget. <laughs> I gotcha. The theater, the theater. Because I knew Marky or someone, but likely mm -hmm. Marky would say both are theaters. So, so would you rather see a live performance or would you rather see basically, a movie? basically? Yeah, um, I'm I'm team theater actually. Hey, hey, that's exciting. Uh, George says movies are awesomer. Mm -hmm. We have lots of theaters, though. Like, Colleen was theater. Mm -hmm. Eo says that she thinks both um, are the same. William is theater. Julie says both. Marky says, I'm going to the cinema. Um, I don't know if that's how she said it. That's how I read it. Your wife agrees with you. Yeah, she says it's more of an experience. Like, you don't get to go out and... Like, you can go to a movie all you want, but, like, going to a theater going to see like a play, mm -hmm. it's, it's, more, it's more of a, this is different, this is fun, this is unique. It's more of an experience. Kevin says theaters for sure, very cool. Mm -hmm. Rachel says cinema. Priscilla says she loves, loves, loves the movies, but also really likes the theater and would love to go to an opera. See, Priscilla is a good, mm -hmm. let's bring both sides together and find harmony yeah. between them. Um, also, here's the thing, in a movie, there's significantly less of a chance for someone to fall. Oh, that's true. The risk aspect of theater is I know. really fun. It's <laughs> super fun. You never know what's going to happen. Marky says she likes theaters where they feed you while you watch, so basically she wants to go to a dinner theater. Gotcha. Um, we did that once as a leadership team. We, took, we did like a, a dinner theater thing, and during intermission, George went up on the stage to sit on a toilet that they had on the stage for some reason and caused Deb's face to turn purple with embarrassment because she dared him, and he didn't think he'd do it. And That's so when he went up, funny. it was pretty exciting. Well, also, like Serena and I, we went to, we went to see a... a performance play thing, I don't really know what you would call it, but um, 
I was actually drawn into it. That's and cool. I was a part of it too. So you'll never get that in the movie. That's cool. George says Rambo the play? No. Rambo the movie? Yes. I disagree with that. <laughs> I feel like Rambo the play could be a real bang up show. Badum bumch. Um, I, I think that could be really exciting. Here's, here's my I am team theater. However, it really depends on what you're going for. That's <laughs> like, true. As far as like ex Rambo ballet, that could be interesting. <laughs> but as far as like going for the performance, I'm going to go to the theater. But I can't smuggle in an entire Subway meal into the theater like I do <laughs> when I go to the movies. So as far as the snacks, I'm much more in it for movie theaters. That's true. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. Last one. <laughs> team rain or team snow? We, were, we agreed on the last one. That was exciting. This is like one of those, it depends. I'd like one good snowy here, and then that's it. Mm -hmm. I'm team rain. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Ah, I don't know. I mean, what is snow but rain that's cold and frozen? So they're both. <laughs> what is <'Cause> rain? <laughs> what is what is snow? But, Go, but it's frozen a gut rain. instinct. It's a gut thing. Like which one is your immediate response? Snow. There you go. Buddy is team snow. <laughs> uh, Rachel says depends on the day. Colleen says let it snow, let it snow. Like obviously both instances you want to be inside. No. But but with snow, with snow though, you can go outside. You can make a snowman. You can't make a rain man. You know. You get to jump in puddles and frolic in the rain? One time I ran over a puddle, like, so hard. It was a big puddle. And, like, the little plastic um, lining went and started rubbing against my tire. <laughs> so there's dangers in that. But there's more dangers driving in snow. I am such, look, my favorite weather ever is sun showers when it's sunny and then downpours. Those are my favorite things. And mm. no matter where I am, I've done it here at work mm. before. I'll stop what I'm doing, go run around in the rain, yeah. and it's my favorite mm. ever. Um, George says, rain doesn't pile up like snow does, buddy. Don't overthink it. Just do it. <laughs> uh, Kevin says, he sends rain on the just and the unjust. So rain. Johnny says, it's easier to work in the snow. Um... I guess that's true. I can see that. Colleen says you can build a snowman and have a snowball. Priscilla mm. says that she likes the rain, especially a storm with lots of thunder and lightning. I'll sit on my porch in my rocking chair and enjoy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Rain with the windows open, that's, that's George's favorite. Yeah. William says you've got to feel the rain on your skin because no one else can feel it for you. Who are you? <laughs> what kind of comment is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plus, you can blame it on the rain as well. Now, I did think that one. It's true. That's a, do you know that song? No. That's, that's Millie Vanilli. Um, that is one of Abby's favorite songs. Um, there is also, da da rain down in Africa. Da, there's way more. Well, which one do you think has more songs about rain or snow? Snow. I don't know. I feel like. Let it snow, let it snow. Let it, snow. it rain, oh. let it rain. Okay, more biblical songs. <laughs> Okay. I immediately went to <laughs> the Hillary Duff one of the let the rain fall down and wake my dreams. Marky. Okay, we need to finish this. This is turning uh, yes. into song challenge. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs>
This has been Family Chat. Okay. I, <laughs> I, expect, I, I don't know. We're wrapping up with this, and we're going to move into the prices. Right. That word. With William versus Marky. But before we do, y'all, he's an unstoppable force here on the broadcast chat. Johnny Shaver. When was the last time we had 100 comments before we even got into our first The segment? Lord is good. And guys, well done. Good job. We've hit 100 comments. Johnny Shaver was our 100th commenter, and he well gets a gift card. And I haven't told Priscilla yet, but Johnny told me last night, Luke, because you're watching, you get Johnny's gift card from yesterday. Boom, boom. So he wanted to bless you with it. So Johnny, you sewed it, and you got another one. God's so good. Okay, we're going to hand it over to Marky versus William, the ultimate of the showdowns between the most harmonious people ever. Here we go. We're going to hand it over. See you on the other side, share the broadcast. Welcome to the Lunch Plus broadcast. We have a great show for you today. You. First up, we have The Price is Right, right. followed by Prayer. After that, we have our newest segment, What's Right Elementary, followed by What's the Word. But first up, we have The Price is Right. All right, guys, it's time for The Price is Right. Wh it William, is, is this your first time being on The Price is Right? It is. It is my Are very you excited? first time. Somewhat, yes. I'm I, excited. I don't, I don't know how this game works. No one explained this one oh. to me. I'll figure it out, though. We'll, You'll we'll figure it out real quick. <laughs> we'll this one's there. super simple, super easy, merely an inconvenience. Here's how it works, all right? What we're going to do is, see, basically the premise of this segment, and this is why I love it so much, is I, I'm bringing up things that you can buy on the Internet, things that you'd be like, oh. That exists? Ah, Why I would do. I buy that on the internet? I do you know, know this one. Yep. Yeah. And uh, here's how it goes. I'll have Marky go first. But Ooh. one of you guys will have to guess how much you think the item costs. Okay. While the other gotcha. one's going to guess gotcha. whether they think it's higher or lower gotcha. um, than the, the aforementioned guest price. How about we play that William has to guess the cost every time and I just guess higher or lower? That sounds like a lot that's of fun. You guys want to do it that way? Doesn't that sound fun? Well, well, we can have you guess the price first. Would that make you feel better? Will that make sure. you feel better? Okay. All right, better. there we go. Watch me get it dead <laughs> on the money. Look, they're so nice <laughs> to me. Look at that. They're, they're so nice. Don't jo you love them? Johnny said, I just want to see what Buddy has found this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Sweet. It's always really interesting to see what Buddy finds. Mm -hmm. I know. I, like, I love the internet. Anyway, so let's just jump in. <laughs> Why, see. shall we? Yes. Okay. Uh, our first item of the day for The Price is Right is the stair slide. Stair slide. The stair slide. Hmm. It's, it is a... Hmm. 
it's a collapsible slide that, that can actually fit most staircases. You know, oh. have, have you ever set up like a bunch of cardboard uh, things that going down the staircase or, no. or um, like gotten in a laundry basket oh, and tried to I, slide down the stairs? That I have done. Oh. It, okay. didn't, it didn't work so well because my stairs are spiraled. So I just oh. sort of, <laughs> sort of spun for a second. I had a door right there, like mm. right near the yeah. end of the stairs. So yeah. then I would hit the wall. Ooh. Yeah. So. so here, so this is the stair slide. Ooh. It's stair designed slide. specifically to turn your stairs into a slide. Oh. Hmm. Thank All you, right. Colleen, and Johnny already has a Johnny already Johnny has a guess. Yeah, guys, we want you to put your guesses also in the comments. Pretty, Throw your guesses pretty in the comments. How much do you think the stair slide costs? But Will? Can I, can I ask Will? what it's made out of? Uh, plastic. Plastic. <laughs> okay, that's, that's a good like point. It looked like it was made out of plastic. <laughs> oh, I, was, I was just going to ask just in case because yeah. metal gets expensive. Yeah. Um, I am guessing exact down to the cents. Uh, yeah, you can be as specific as you want. $256.38. Oh. Tax, tax included. <laughs> tax included. Well, say that one more time. $258.37. $258.37. I did? Do you think it's higher oh, well, or lower? That number. Lower. Than his number. Lower? Do you guys agree with me? Do you think it's lower? Because I do. All right. Well, let's find out let's how see. much does this stair slide cost. It is $39. Oh. Hmm. Oh, it's just the I've I've made a severe lapse Did in judgment. The staircase. I, I can see that. No, I saw it? the I saw the the little side thing on the stair side, and I thought it was something. That I I don't know what I thought, honestly. Uh, <laughs> okay, it's cool. It's cool. All it's right. cool. I just won. I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's one yeah. point for Mark. One point for Mark. Just a little off. Not just a little. Only like two dollars. Right. Our next item of the day, item number two, a walking oh. dinosaur costume. Whoa. Have Johnny. Johnny, comment. Yeah. Johnny. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny has one of these. actually has been Johnny, comment. Johnny. How much was yours? Can I do Johnny that? Johnny has one of these? Johnny has a dinosaur costume. Is it the inflatable one? I thought it was the inflatable one. one. Oh. Yeah, that's not yeah, the inflatable that's... one. Can oh, you put that picture that? up? That was like full on this Velociraptor. Most certainly oh. not the inflatable one. These are yeah. like legitimate. Walking. Like you control like... the head. Like it, oh. you, you might see these. It's at, like a. It, yeah. Yeah, you might see these at an actual like dinosaur show. They're pretty legit. I think my previous guess right. might have been so, more accurate for this. Yeah. This is not. I would. Oh. I repeat. This is not an inflatable. Oh. So this one you can like move the mouth, you can move the eyes, you can move the whole neck. Ooh. You know, make it look these? Apparently. People have a lot of money that they have nothing to do yeah. it with. They could sew it to the Lord, but they buy dumb <laughs> dinosaur <laughs> costumes. Yes. I'm wow. sure you can use it for I'm the so Lord. surprised that people <laughs> Some way. buy Some these. Way. Whenever we've asked you like the description about these two, it always seems sketchy. We're yeah. like, so what is how much what is the like uh, amount that it comes with it? And you're always like, I don't know. Like it seems like well, they never I, say. Well, I that's because I usually don't do as much research as I should. Buddy! It's okay. Buddy! It's okay. Okay, so are, this comes with like a controller to control it. I, I think there's stuff. some kind of oh. controlling mechanism uh, up top where you can wow. control the neck. That's okay. actually make awesome. Make it blink. Make okay. It, make it its mouth open and close. I, it, it depends, like, it depends. But I'm going to say, I'm going to say $5,000. $5,000? Yeah. Ooh. All right. I'm say 5000 I don't. Mm. I don't know if this is like if we're at like Disney World level here mm. of a machine, or if it's this is like something that you put in the, your back backyard that lasts for a week. Like it depends. No, it's not that. But no. yeah. okay. Mm. This is a company is it, that specifically makes. Oh, oh, is it like fully articulated? 
Yeah. Okay. It's, it's okay. legit. It's what legit. do you guys think? What do you guys think? Okay. Kevin thinks it's $600. Johnny thinks 1000 Serena mm. thinks 200 I'm going to have to say, I think I'm going to go with Serena on this one. I think it's lower. Lower than $5,000. Yeah. All right. Well, how much is the thing? Oh! $3,500. Oh, nice. So you weren't too far I off. You were, in like, far. you were like in a similar realm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sort of. In the same price range. Yeah. Oh, but you know, sometimes it's fun. Sometimes people end up getting off like millions of dollars. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's like true. when something is like sixty million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, it's like thirty-two dollars on eBay. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But anyway, it's one to one, just like every other Price Is Right. Why does this always happen? Anyway, I don't know. Every Price Is Right starts that way. All right, item number three Let's for the Price it. Is Right: a CIA survival training course. Oh. This is a two-day-long course. Your instructor is an ex-CIA operative. Okay. He will he teaches you how to break out of uh, handcuffs, uh, duct tape, anything like that. He teaches you how to know if someone's following you, how to follow someone, you know, in, in a car. Like he, he teaches you a what? bunch of different things. Uh, how to how to you know succeed in a lie detector test, different mm. things like that. You'll learn it over two days from a CIA. How is that legal? Like, I feel like that's, that's giving away secrets. Well, I mean, secrets. most of those things I've seen on YouTube <laughs> in, in like five minute long videos, you just twist your wrist and pull. So you it's from a certified CIA person? An ex-CIA. Ex okay, so it's not like a government thing. No. It's just, it's, well, it's this guy who was in the CIA. And like, he's like, I'm hey, I'm gonna this. make some money off of my experience. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Let's teach wow. some convicts I and stuff. I thought when it first came up, the way like there was like an underscore, or I don't know, it, I thought it said girl surviving uh, whatever, but that's not what that was. It was CIA. Yeah, yeah. CIA. yeah. All right, mm. William, how much do you think it costs? Um, it's two days. It's two days long. Mm -hmm. mm. XCA. So I mean, based off of the fact that, like I said, I've seen most of this stuff on YouTube, mm -hmm. I'm not going to go that high. Uh, I'd say th this is the price per person, right? Yeah. Like for you to get yeah, uh, per person. Thousand dollars. Thousand bucks. All right. That's a pretty decent guess. All right, Marky. Do you think it's higher or lower than a thousand dollars? Priscilla says say, two thousand. I'm going to say higher. Higher Ooh. than higher Ooh. than a thousand dollars. For two days. Yeah, for two days. Yeah. I got you. All right. Well, how much does it cost? $997. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine if I had said lower? I'm how pretty awful sure. that would have been. I would have felt so bad. I would have felt so bad. Yeah, no. You, double still, points? you, still, you get two points because you were within $5. Oh. Yeah, within $5. Oh, wow. You get wow. I, I, am, so I am very happy. Now we just jumped up three to one. Three to one. Ooh. Oh, wow. All right, fourth item of the day. Okay. Let, let's nail these last two out. Lobster claw gloves. Um. <laughs> Again, this is something you can buy. It's on Amazon. Lobster claw gloves. Lobster claw gloves. Yeah. By wow. the way, that was probably, I, I just want to say, that was probably the best guess we've had so far on The Price yeah, is Right. Well done. I'm, I feel so happy. All right, lobster claw gloves. I'm How much do you think? I'm going to say $34.99. $34.99. Yep. That's a decent guess. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Do you think it's higher or lower than thirty-four ninety-nine? Again, what are they made out of? Do you know? Lobster claws. I'm just getting them. Wow. Made out of lobster claws. <laughs> so right. big lobsters. Some kind people of people in Maine, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Some kind of fabric thing. Oh, so they're so they're not plastic. They might be plastic. They might be know. plastic. I really know nothing about these claws. Could I see the picture one more time? Yeah. Can Possibly. You bring up the picture. Can we get the picture? What was it? Thirty-four ninety-five. Is that your guess? Thirty-four ninety-five. I like Kevin's guess. Forty-two seventy-eight. I like that. <laughs> 
um, lobster claw gloves. Lobster They're pretty legit gloves. looking. They do kind of go down the wrist a little bit. Yeah. So that's They're pretty uh -huh. sweet. If you ever want to wash your hands in lobster claw gloves. Hmm. All right. Uh, wow, higher or lower than $34.95? $34.95. There's there's very much variation in the comments right now. So I, so you're going to have to do It's a toss up. Uh, I'm going to say higher. I think higher? these are $37. Okay. All right. Well, how much are the lobster claw gloves? They are. $16.96. Oh, Barrett was right. Barrett, Barrett kept right. saying to go mm -hmm. lower. I should have right. listened. Oh. Three to two. Three to two. Three. All right, last item of the day. Let's Ooh. get this one out of the way. Last item yeah. of the day. Uh, beard lights. Actually. Beard Christmas ornaments. What? We almost I've... bought these for Paul. <laughs> Barrett says we almost bought these for Paul. But these are light up beard what? Christmas ornaments. Mm -hmm. Yep. Doesn't that hurt? Uh, I guess not. I would suppose they don't. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you just kind of hang yeah. them on there. So like, it's, it's like ornaments, so you like hang them like, yeah, on your oh, beard. Oh, it's like yeah. your beard becomes a Christmas tree. Yeah, That's exactly. Cool. Just like that. Yeah. All right, how much the, do you think they cost, Mark? Um, the funny part is I've, I actually saw the Shark Tank episode where these people went on, so I kind of have a little <laughs> bit of an opinion. You oh, do? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say I'm gonna say $20. $20? Mm-hmm. All right, good guess. I'm going to say less than that. Lower than twenty dollars. I could be wrong. There were multiple bag sizes, so I don't know. Oh, I got you. All right. Well, how much do the beard Christmas ornaments cost? Hey. Fourteen oh. ninety-nine. You said twenty dollars. Yeah, I did. You were so one that... penny off from the five dollars. Oh, dang uh, it! <laughs> all right. Well, that goes to William. Well done, William. William. Good job, you. Marky. Thank you. I'm glad you were here for the prices right. I'm glad you were here for the prices were right. <laughs> yes. My favorite segment, this is so Kevin, yes. Kevin was really close. He, he was 16, 14. Oh, that was very close. Well, down good guess, Kevin. Mm. All right, well guys, thanks for joining us for the prices right. Now we're moving on to a time of prayer with Baird. It's gonna be powerful. We'll see you right there. Apparently, I'm jingling this, too, and it's just the same jingle each time, but with different words. <laughs> we are going to wrap up our week, not like the segment, the broadcast isn't done, but we're going to wrap up our week of prayer and confessions with our final two confessions that we do here on the broadcast. If you are a longtime viewer, then you know that we go each day through a series of confessions that we have here at Boomerang, and they are confessions that the Word of God specifically gives us us throughout different points in scripture and these are powerful because the word of God works his word does not return void so when we are intentional and we send the word out to do a job then the word accomplishes what it's sent to do it's think of it this way if you are a soldier in the army, you don't get an option of what your job is. You do what you're told to do. And 
the same is true with the word. When somebody with authority and faith, and that's you, when we speak the word of God with intentionality, that thing has to come to pass. So when we have times of confessions, we're not like chanting and seancing and like home kumbaya. Like it's none of that. It's we are being intentional to send the word of God out ahead of us to create the world that we live in. And so today we are going to wrap up with confession number six and confession number seven. We're going to put these on the screen. And when I say them, I want you to join your faith with my faith and send these confessions out ahead of you and watch your life start to go higher. Confession number six. Let's say these things together. We're going to put that up and it says, we keep increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. Yes, we do. Our viewers, that's what we do. But let's make it personal. We're keep that up and we're going to make it personal and swap out the word we with I. I keep increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. And let's put this last one up. Ah, this one's my favorite because you can't forget it. The struggle is over. And just say this with me. Father, I struggle with nothing. I have your ease now. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Right now, Lord, bless every viewer. Bless them with your ease and your light. God, we praise you. What a mighty God you are. Thank you for the gift of the word. Thank you that from the foundation of the earth, there was the word. The word was God. The word is God. And God cannot fail, so his word cannot fail. What confidence and what hope we have in God. Lord, you're so good. Thank you for being true to your word. Thank you for being a mighty God. Thank you for being my God, our God. You're the Lord of us. You're my Lord. Lord, you're the Lord of this broadcast. You're Lord of these viewers. You are Lord. You are mighty. And your good and perfect plans are going to come to pass in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. It is a good day. And if you haven't done it yet, share the broadcast because we've got a word that's going to change something in your life and unlock things so that you go to a higher level. And it's going to be good. But right now we're going to hop over into our newest segment, What's Right Elementary? And so we're going to head over there with Buddy right now. And welcome to What's Right Elementary. I looked back like I was going to see it. I did the same thing. Oh my this is yes. a green screen. There's nothing there. We're in school, Marky. 
<laughs> also, I'm sorry, screen. we're in school. Right yeah, now. We're in yeah, What's yeah. Right Elementary. Yeah. Yeah. And I right have now. magical, glowing, oh. changing uh, cards. Oh. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that my lime green cards would, would do a strange effect. Whoa. On the, uh, on what the, do you mean? There's nothing on weird the, going on. We're in school. I, these are my invisible cards. Right here. That's what these are. These are invisible go, cards. I'm going to go to my locker real quick. <laughs> what? Do you think that we would have been friends in high school, guys? Um, I don't know. All right. Well, <laughs> welcome. So this is what What's Right Elementary is. This is basically where we will determine whether or not you guys would be able to pass elementary school. We have questions ranging from first grade to fifth grade level, uh, different subjects, mm -hmm. and basically we're, we're going to see how well you, you would do okay. in elementary school. Okay. Awesome. All right, you excited? Sure. <laughs> I would like it, Pastor Nicole, because I know you're watching. There's a reason we stopped at kindergarten for Luke, so it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, here's how it's going to go. I'm going to ask the question, and then you guys are going to have to raise your hand. The first person to raise their hand has to give me their answer to the question. Okay. All right? Okay. Um, if you're wrong, I will pass it on to the next person. They'll have a chance to give the answer. Okay. Each of you have two lifelines. All right. Yay. One, we, you can consult William, <gasps> William! Who, who's not a fifth grader or an elementary school But he person. is a genius. But yeah. yeah. Or you can consult the audience. Actually, Guys. no, you have one lifeline and you have to choose which lifeline you want to use. The rules just like are just being just made like up that. before just, my eyes. You know, yep. there is a stable foundation and that's why you oh don't my make foundations but the word. Cause All right, just, so you just, have one lifeline you have to choose which one it is. There's only five questions, okay? <laughs> There's only five questions. Okay. All right, well, <laughs> let's start with first grade history. Oh, good. First grade history. Here's the question. Don't read it. I'm going to oh, read it to you. I'm sorry. I was oh. reading it. The first Thanksgiving was celebrated by the Native Americans and what other group of people? Pilgrims. Yes. Yay! It was Your the pilgrims. It's really uncomfortable to well, the that was not. I'm a good game show host, so I have to give you that, that <laughs> pause of that was, fear. That was good. That was an easy one. All right. Well, that was first grade, so. Did you see the face that got made right there? That was the Marquis coming alive face, and oh, I didn't like that. Well, this is going to be a different question. <laughs> this is going to be fun. All right. Now we're moving on to second grade geography. Okay. All right. Are you guys good at geography? Nope. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yep. <laughs> you, you'll probably be good at this one, so get your hand Canada. quick. No. I'm okay, I'm going to transfer it over to you. <laughs> no. In what state is the Grand Canyon located? Uh, is it Wyoming? It's somewhere out there. Is that your final answer? <laughs> I'm assuming that's wrong. Okay, no. Well, there's multiple states that it's located in, so... The Grand Canyon? Yes. Yeah, Grand Canyon spreads. National Park? Well, it spreads. There's okay, part the in main Arizona state. and there's part in Nevada. The main state. Then. So Nevada or Arizona, because they're in both. Just what, what state? <laughs> <laughs> Just give me a state. Nevada. The, Sounds great. The main state. Sure. No. Okay, go with the other state. No, Arizona. Arizona is correct. <laughs> I'm like, they're, they're I, both. I, I did not know that. Um, Okay, well. Eric said I'm going back to first grade. <laughs> Kevin says I'm right. That's exciting. Wow, look at that. Look at that. So, uh, doesn't Wyoming have a bunch of cool stuff like that, though? Sure. I doesn't don't know. It doesn't have the Grand like... Canyon, though. <laughs> what is it in Wyoming that I'm thinking of? I don't know, but it's a little, like, square-shaped one. So mm -hmm. that's all I knew about that. Like, if we were doing capitals, I would have I been done. All right. Well, 
Now we're moving on to third grade English. Third grade English for one point. The person in a novel who tells the story from a third person perspective is called a what? Was that a Henry? You're not gonna, you do it. Remember, you have no, lifelines. I, I don't. I understood too. I'm giving myself a pause. You, that's not. That's, that's not how that's a not game how, show works. You go, you go. What's your answer? I don't, a narrator. Yes, correct. It is a narrator. Do you say narrator or narrator? Narrator. I say narrator. You say narrator. Because you want to, not because it's there. Yeah. All right. A narrator. I've never heard anyone say narrator. You've never heard anyone? No. Narrator. I've never even. Well, I don't know if I've ever heard you say that word before. All right. Now it's both ours. Now it's time for science. Fourth grade science. William, I'm gonna need you. I'm going, to have to, I'm going to have to clarify this question because it's not as clear as it should be. But the question is, what part of the eye controls how much light enters? Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> now, it's what part, now, the real question is, what part of the eye does the light enter through? The pupil. The front part. <laughs> yes! It is hey, the pupil! I got one right! The, the pupil is correct. Yay! I was on this last time and I didn't get one right. Well, <laughs> no. well done. Thanks. Congratulations. I, All right. That literally would have been my lifeline. Really? My answer was genuinely the front part. I don't the know. The front part no. of it. All right. Well, George literally said front part. <laughs> That's so funny. George. That, <laughs> That's hilarious. Honestly, like a part of the reason that I know is because of like animals. I'd be like, why are their pupils eyes changing? And it's like, oh, because they're expanding their eyes. And stuff I didn't like know that. that it came in through the black part. Yeah. Well, you, you know how like if you put if you put your eye up to a light, it gets smaller because there's so much light coming in. It wants to protect your eye, so it shrinks. Science is cool. Science. Um, God, God is also cool, you know, because he made it do it that. He is. But God is anyway, super cool. let's go, jump into fifth grade math. And I gave you guys a pretty easy question for fifth grade math. All right. So you're welcome. A hexagon has how many sides? <laughs> okay. Math is fun. <laughs> so Mar any of you who okay. have ever doubted Mar when pastor talks about how I'm not this type of thinking, he's not exaggerating. Like, All right, Mark, you raise your hand. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say eight. You're going to say eight? I'm going to just guess. You're just going to guess? I don't know. Okay. Is it? No. Is it five? Is that your final guess? Sure. No. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Kev Kevin Nowicki oh. got it right. We're getting really bad looks it from William. It is six. How much is I the almost, Pentagon? I like, almost how? guessed six. Well, the Pentagon's five? Yeah, pe that Pentagon. I thought that the Pentagon was six, and no, and I'm, I um, also know it's pentagram, like right? Isn't it yeah, pentagram? Yeah, you like mean the, the shape? devil thing. No, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but no, that's no, five. On. It's is the is it a pentagon? Penta like, is five. But the shape. What's the shape called? Pentagon. It is Pentagon. I yeah. just knew the Pentagon was the name of the government building. Yeah. So that's yeah. All I knew. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. yeah I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Kevin said pent equals five, quad equals four, like qui sure. qui gon. Yep. <laughs> no, a four-sided thing is a is a rectangle. Square. It's a rectangle. Yeah. Um, anyway, well, guys, thank you for joining us for the Price is Right. I passed. Or, that's not that wasn't the Price is Right. Thank you for joining <laughs> us for What's Right Elementary. I passed like 
some of it. Some. I passed. You passed third some grade of elementary science. Yay. You got up to second grade. I. Or third grade. Third grade. Se second grade. Marky passed third grade, and then once we got past third grade, you. Yeah. I got first, second, and third. Okay. And then, you got fourth. Uh, no Marky did. Marky got fourth grade science. Oh, oh, hey, so Marky grade. passed fourth grade. You yeah. passed second grade. Nobody yeah. passed fifth. grade. I failed no, first grade, but I passed fourth grade. I'm excited to have like elementary school with you again. Yeah. I, think be fun. I liked being on with you. Yeah. Thank you for being yeah. nice to Anytime. me. Anytime. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you for joining us for What's Right at Tomatory. We're hopping to our next segment. Yes. Yay! <laughs> it's time for What's the Word? Share the broadcast right now. And we're going to head over there. And we'll see you back right after you share the broadcast. Yes. third grade I'm pretty excited about it I did That's better than I thought I would well done I was pretty I was like I'm not gonna lie I don't normally get nervous on the segments but I was I was decently nervous with that one I'm like <laughs> man <laughs> Marky in the back goes me too <laughs> well guys I want to know who's watching drop in the comments right now who you are and yeah I just want to know who you are I want to know who's on I saw that Grayson was on Johnny is on just say I'm here uh, Marky is on. She and Grayson are having a cute love fest in the comments about how pretty Marky looks today. Mm -hmm. um, very nice. We are excited to have you here with us. Yes, we Amen. are. Amen. We told you yesterday, <laughs> William says I'm definitely not here. We told you yesterday that we have a really powerful and important word for you, and that is true, and we're going to hop into it. But before we do, a couple things to handle right at the top of, not the top of the hour, 18 minutes in. First, Joni just said that she's here. Joni, Hi. Marky wanted me to specifically tell you thank you, because Joni, one of, Joni's won one of our gift cards, and she took the gift card she won, and she bought Marky cookie dough with it. So, oh, what a blessing. What bond experience. Joni is so fun with those things. <laughs> Secondly, before we get into the word, important announcement. We've been making it all week long, but we're really going to drive it home today. Next week is yes. going to be a little bit different here on the broadcast because our church leadership team is going to take next week. We're going to basically go away from our town here in Albemarle and go seek the Lord together to plan out what next year looks like. We're going to hear from heaven, make some plans, grow as a team, grow as a church, and it's going to be good. But because of that, we don't, we don't know what the broadcasts are going to look like yet. Yeah. 
we could have great internet. We we could, you know, be like Bear Grylls and go out in the woods for a while without cameras. I don't know. It's going to be different. So yes. we don't know what the broadcast is going to look like. We definitely won't have our normal segments. But we will let you know as we find out what it's going to look like. But the following week, November 2nd, we're going to be back with all brand new normal content. And it's going to be great. Grayson, I love that. Grayson's excited. She put in the comments, beautiful. I love it. We will be praying for y'all. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. We appreciate it because we're, it's literally not vacation. Yeah. Like so often, I know the first time pastor, like pastor this week has been at a minister's conference. And I used to think of these trips. I'm like, ooh, fun vacation. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so restful. And, you know, you rest in the Lord. But the Lord does do work. You know, yeah. he accomplishes things. And so yeah. it's not just frolicking on, on the beach, you know, Baywatch, like David Hasselhoff running. It's we're literally going to seek the Lord and hear from him. So it's yeah. going to be a good week and we're excited about it. And to come yeah. back with y'all. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 I've talked um, for a long time, so I'm done for right now. Okay, <laughs> cool. Well, um, so one of the things that you might know is that this month is Pastor Appreciation Month. Yes. You know, uh, this Sunday, our church, we're going to be celebrating Pastor Appreciation Sunday. Yes. Um, just showing honor and, and respect to our pastor. Um, but, you know, what we wanted to do today during this time in the Word is we just wanted to talk about honor. Mm -hmm. We wanted to talk about the importance of honor, the importance of honoring uh, and respecting authority, the importance of G giving honor to whom honor is due. Yeah. You know, it, it's a biblical thing, but especially in our culture, you look at our culture today, you see that there's a lack of honor. You know, there, you see that, that um, there's a lack of, of just understanding the, the, not just the principle of honor, but the benefits of honor. Yeah. You know, like we usually think of honor and submission as a bad thing. Yeah. But the Bible doesn't teach it as a bad thing. The Bible teaches it as a profitable thing. It's a thing that brings and invites blessing into our lives. Yeah. And so we wanted to take some time today and just talk to you just about the importance of honor and, and respecting uh, authorities, in, you know, especially in light of, you know, our pastor, you know, yeah. and honoring him. Yeah. Put in the comments right now, you know, let's start this broadcast off with a confession and yeah. just type in the comments, I am an honorable person because mm -hmm. you're made to be an honorable person. We can all grow in it, but right now you're starting at a place <laughs> where if you know Jesus, he is he has reformed you into a person of honor. So yeah. maybe make it say that I am a person of honor. Mm -hmm. And here, here's why, like I've seen why one of the reasons we're talking about it is because people don't normally know what it means. Yeah. Like they have this interest. They, I used to have this interesting perspective of honor, especially pastor appreciation month, like mm -hmm. other churches. I mean, even boomerang, you know, I didn't understand why it was important. You know, I was here for at least a year, maybe two, before we ever did anything for pastor, for Pastor Appreciation Month. I just, in my head, I'm like, well, it's a Hallmark holiday. Like, who decided it was going to be Pastor Appreciation Month? It's just like Valentine's Day where they just picked a month that didn't have anything. <laughs> and literally, this was my thought process. And it's... There's reasons for it. Like the, it, this is not just some 
pastor appreciation or and honoring pastors in general, it's not a little thing. Like this is something that the Lord takes seriously because it's his avenue, not just to bless pastors, but Mm -hmm. to bless us. And when, if we, I, I used to be somebody who was not a person of honor. I wouldn't honor properly. And I was cutting off the blessings of God in my life. And Mm -hmm. if the devil can keep us ignorant Mm -hmm. to a way of God, then he can literally cut off God's access into our life in that way. And so that's why we're talking about it. And Pastor, like Pastor Nicole and Pastor Brian don't know that this is what the topic is today. Surprise. Um, (laughs) They trust us with what to minister on. And we wanted to come on here and talk about it, not as, you know, empowered, fivefold, mm-hmm. like we are pastors. So you have to listen to us. Like we we're ministers of the gospel, just like you. And we have found truth in the word for mm-hmm. why it's important that we yeah. honor our authority. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the, one of the key scriptures for this is uh, Hebrews thirteen seventeen, And it says this, it says, obey those who rule over you yep. and be submissive for they watch out for your souls. Yep. As one who must give an account. See, I'll, I'll get back to that. Let them, who, let them do so with joy and not with grief. And hear this. For that would be unprofitable yeah. for you. It doesn't say it'll be unprofitable for your leaders. It says yeah. it'll be unprofitable for you. Hear, hear that again. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive. Not, a lot of times people don't even you know, submit themselves under their pastors. They right. just, they, they like their pre, the pre, pastor's preaching, but they don't actually submit, you know, themselves to the pastor where, you know, he, hear this. For they watch over your souls as one who must give an account. Yep. Pastors, ha- they're a gift from God. You know, the Bible says God has appointed to us apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers yeah. for the equipping of the saints for yep. the work of the ministry. God gave you your pastor. He gave you these leaders as a gift to empower you to succeed in the things God has called you to do. That's why he says they watch out for your souls. They're literally anointed to, to, to watch for you, to watch over you. They're, they're anointed by God to help you, to guide you. See, uh, when we talk about they're anointed by God to, to guide you, uh, I think a lot of times we think, oh, well, you know, God, God chose them to, to just, you know, be our preachers to, to be there. But no, whenever you come to, to a, a pastor who's called to be a pastor and, and God's called you to be planted under them, uh, what happens is when you come to them with an issue, there's an anointing that comes from heaven and God, and God speaks to them and begins to show them, all right, this is, God will actually a lot of times speak to you through, through these pastors and through these ministers, which is why it's important for us to honor and submit to them yeah. because we're not just honoring and submitting to a human being. We're honoring and submitting to the gift of God. We're submitting to God when we submit to them. That's yeah. why he ends this with saying, let, and recognize also they have to give an account too. You know, so, so, you know, it's not, it's not just a calling that anyone should jump into, but he says this, let them do so with joy and not with grief. What does that mean? I'm not always fighting them. I'm not always arguing. Well, you don't really understand my situation. No, I'm trusting that God has given them an anointing. And if I submit and honor them, you know, and if, if I trust God's anointing on them, then it would be profitable for me. Put this in the comments. Say, say my submission is profitable for me. Yeah. My honor is profitable for me. Yeah. Me honoring my pastor brings profit. Yeah. 
Well, and you know, it, it says in the word that out of, you know, two or three witnesses, something will be established. Just mm -hmm. another another verse to back up what Buddy's saying in Ephesians 4 verse 7 it says talking about G or verse 8 it says therefore when he Jesus ascended on high he led captive a host of captives and he gave gifts unto men and then if you go down to verse 11 he gave some as apostles some as prophets some as evangelists some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service until we all attain the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the son of God. This is another verse that says your pastor is given to you by God. Yeah. God hand picked you yeah. and your pastor to be in relationship. You know, it says in the word that he plants the members, he places the members of the body. Mm -hmm. So the pastor that you're called to is a gift in your mm -hmm. life. Yeah. You know, what do shepherds, what, what tool does do a shepherds have? They have a staff and they have a rod yeah. with one of them. They are able to make sure that the sheep stay in the road, you know, stay in their pasture that they don't wander mm -hmm. off to a place that they shouldn't go. But with the other, the other is a defensive tool to beat back any sort of foxes or anything that mm -hmm. would come to Against harm us. Yeah. And that's what a pastor does. They're there, you know, they're not, we, it's not that they lord authority over us. And sure, there have been ministers, there have been people in authority that have mishandled stuff. Yeah. Sure, you have a flesh. People have the ability to sin. Mm. Just because there's a few bad apples doesn't mean you stop going to the tree. You know, you still need to follow God's ways. Mm -hmm. However, a shepherd is not there to control you. A shepherd is there to guide and protect you. Yeah. And so for pastor appreciation, what you're honoring is you're honoring God yeah. first mm -hmm. because he gave the gift. So yeah. it, when we shift our mind from, well, they're just, they're just there for me. You know, they're a resource I have. They're not a resource you have. They're a gift you were given. Mm -hmm. There's something that God wanted you to have and for you to honor it. There's a difference between, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm trying, I'm just thinking if George gives me a gift mm -hmm. and I, I'm like, thank you so much for this gift. And I just place it on a shelf mm -hmm. and I don't ever use it. I don't ever look at it. I don't ever think about it. I don't ever take care of it. Mm -hmm. That thing's what benefit does it have in my life? Nothing. But what benefit does, what does it show George? Yeah. You know, it's showing him, I don't care about what you give me. Mm -hmm. I don't care. If we're not honoring our shepherds, we're not honoring the Lord, period. Love you. You love me. We're still good. We're still happy. Like mm -hmm. unity is still there. Your flesh may not. Yeah. And my flesh wasn't the first time I heard mm -hmm. these things. Yeah. All discipline may seem sorrowful for a moment, but mm -hmm. it'll lead to the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Hebrews yeah. 12, 11. So this may be something that challenges our way of thinking, but it leads to benefit. It yeah. leads to fruitfulness. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, you know, like it's really easy to honor and submit to someone when you agree with mm -hmm. them, you know? And, 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 you know, a lot, a lot of times, you know, we, it says here, they watch, it says in, in that verse in Hebrews, they watch over your souls. Mm -hmm. What is your soul? That's your mind. You know, they like, he, how, here's the thing. There will be moments 
when your mind tells you, well, this is God, yeah. you know, where your soul says, well, this is what God said, well, you know, or whatever, you know, like, oh, the, you know, I heard something and I thought it was God. But but the pastor, as well as scripture, scripture helps divide the soul and spirit. Yeah. But also the pastor pastors are there to help us as well to where we can come to our pastor and say, hey, I felt like this was the Lord. Uh, what do you think? Is Was this the Lord? And they'll watch over your souls and they'll be and that anointing will be able to they'll be able to discern. Actually, part of that was God. Part of that was your soul. And let me help you yeah. take this and, and, and walk in, in all that yeah. God has for you. That's the anointing. That's part of that gift. But, you know, what if, what if, you know, we hear something in our soul and we say, oh, this is God. You know, I'm going to go tell my pastor this is God. And well, actually, are, are you sure that that's God? You know, wh- whatever. But if, if the pastor disagrees with us, all of a sudden we have to, to make a choice. Am I going to honor or am I going to, yeah. or am I going to just honor myself? Because here's the thing. If you only honor uh, your pastor when you agree with him, you don't honor him. You just honor yourself. You're, yeah. you're not submitting to, to him. You're not even submitting to God, according to Hebrews. Yeah. You know, you're submitting to yourself. Um, and, and that's not honor. That's not submission. That's pride. Mm-hmm. You know, that, the reason we have pastors is to keep us from walking in pride and to keep us from, from stumbling and falling, you know, because we can jump into something thinking it's God, but it might not be. And that, that's obviously unprofitable for yeah. us. That's why he says honor and submit to them, you yeah. know, so that you can, because that'll be profitable for you. Yeah. Um, you look at Jesus, you know, Jesus was, was Jesus a gift from God? Yeah. Uh, yes, obviously. Uh, when he came into his own hometown, though, did they honor him? No. Yeah. No. Why? Because they were familiar with him. Yeah. They, 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 they knew who he, they thought they knew who he was, but they really had no idea. Yeah. But Matthew 10, um, uh, 41, Jesus says this, he who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Mm-hmm. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. Yep. You know, so how you receive your pastor determines what you're going to get. hundred um, percent. Here's the thing. I, I remember, you know, as a youth pastor, one, one, one of the students said, pastor buddy, you're my friend. Are, are you my friend? I was like, no, I'm your pastor. You know? And he said, but, but you're my friend, right? I'm like, do you want a pastor or do you want a friend? I'm like, you have plenty of friends, but how many pastors do you have? You know, like you have to determine, do you just want a buddy or do you want a, a shepherd for your soul? You know, you have to make that de- decision, you know, because c- a lot of people just look at their pastor as just n- another buddy, just another friend, you know, which, which, you know, it's up to the pastor to determine whether, you know, like, just like Jesus said, you know, I, I, I make you friends, you know, I call you friends, but that, that's not up to the, to the, to the, to the disciples to determine whether they're friends with Jesus or not. It's up to Jesus to determine, you know, but, um, and, and it's up to a pastor to, to determine that as well. But, but here, here's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, do you, do you want a prophet and a prophet's reward? Like, like, cause how, how you receive them determines the reward that you get. Yeah. Well, and you know, first Samuel two thirty. it's, it's one of the staple verses on honor. And the Lord says, those who honor me, I will honor. Mm-hmm. When he says honor, what he's talking about is to make weighty, like to mm-hmm. make important. Mm-hmm. Um, it literally <laughs> also means, you know, to make rich, like to, yeah. to make a, of that level of importance. Mm-hmm. And so there are we're going to get into a verse that's my favorite verse to talk about when we're talking about honoring our shepherds and our leaders. But when we're 
when we're honoring, it's not just in word, yes. you know, where it's not just lip service. Honor is, it's an, it's an overflow of the heart. Mm -hmm. Like it's making something weighty to you. It's important to you. And genuinely our pastors, you know, the, it's a calling unlike any other. All the fivefold yeah. callings are, it's, it's not something to be taken lightly. There are mm -hmm. so many people in the body of Christ that just throw the word pastor around. Yeah. Like they just throw it around like it's a hot potato. Like you're a pastor, you're a pastor. It's mm -hmm. like Oprah giving out cars. You get a pastor, mm -hmm. you get a pastor. Everybody's a pastor. You're a worship pastor. You're a toilet cleaning pastor. Everybody's a pastor. No, there's being a pastor, being a, being a prophet, being an evangelist, being a teacher, you know, being one of the fivefold, even being an elder in the body of Christ, it's a separation. It's yeah. something that the Lord calls you to. It's like the leadership uh, team that we have here. Are the, are the people in the leadership team at this moment, are any of us acting in a fivefold role? Nope. None of us at this moment in time, but the Lord specifically called us out and separated us to be in that team. Mm -hmm. It's not a little thing. It's something to be honored and it's something, it comes from the heart. So when something's important to you, people know about it. When you honor something, people know that it's something you honor because you talk about it. You yeah. esteem it. You treat it differently. Yeah. It, the things you honor, put this in the comment, the things you honor, you don't treat as common. You know, I just had a, um, a really nice purse given to me a few weeks ago. Serena actually had one given a couple days before me. And I, I've had... Uh, like I've had less nice purses before. What's re been really cool is I've watched, it's a, Serena's purse is so pretty. Like it's a really pretty purse. And I watch her like very gently put it down. <laughs> She's not walking in and like slinging it sideways, like mm -hmm. throwing it, tossing it here and there. Like mm -hmm. she places it places where it's not going to get dirty. Like she's yeah. not just being casual with it. When you honor something, you treat it with with intentionality, with desire to protect it, to maintain it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's the same with your pastors. How much time in prayer are we devoting for our pastors? That's yeah. a, that's a way to honor them. Yeah. You pray for what's important to yeah. you. How, like, when's the last time you thought, how can I pour into them? Mm -hmm. They're pouring out all the time. What can I do to be a blessing to them? Yeah. When you think like that, that's an indicator that you're starting to step into honor. That's good. And so for me, the verse that I always go to, go to first Sam, or first Timothy five and verse 17. Now I am somebody, I love being in the word and finding out what the Greek and Hebrew word means. Mm -hmm. So first Timothy five 17 says the elders who rule well are a, are to be considered worthy of double honor, yeah. especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. Mm -hmm. We're going to stop right there for just a second. That word honor, though the elders who rule well are to be considered worthy of double honor. Mm -hmm. Here's what it means in the original language. It means a value, money paid or valuables mm -hmm. to the highest degree. This is literally talking about money. Mm -hmm. So it's talking about money being paid to yeah. them. So when it says elders who rule well are to be considered worthy of double honor, you can literally flip that to me that they're worthy of being paid double than what is common salary. Yeah. So common salary, I don't know, like what's minimum wage? Do you know what minimum wage is? 715. 
I is it not super higher than that? That makes it probably me sad. is higher than that. I don't know. know. Let's say minimum wage is ten dollars, just because that's a round number. If minimum wage is ten dollars, then by the word, your elders are worth being paid twenty an hour. That's just the word of God. Honor is a weighty thing. It's not just in word and deed. It's literally finance. Mm -hmm. So I, I know for me, one of the things that really used to grate against my flesh that I didn't understand was why are these churches like always the churches were, that were big and had so many people, they also honored. And I'm mm -hmm. like, why are they always given to their pastors? Like mm -hmm. they're always giving them something. Why should I be doing it? Because the word yeah. says so. Mm -hmm. The word says that they're worthy of double honor. Not yeah. just honor, double honor, double money. That's yeah. literally what it is saying. And it says, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. Mm -hmm. It says, for the scripture says, verse 18, you shall not muzzle the ox while he is threshing and the laborer is worthy of his mm -hmm. wages. Yeah. This is saying... You know, if, if there's an ox who's out, like doing a job, you don't put a like you don't clamp his mouth shut so that he can't eat so that he can't do anything else. You allow him to take in because he's producing something yeah. like it is wrong for us to just assume it's, it's unbiblical. It's unbiblical mm -hmm. for us to not honor our pastors. It's mm -hmm. unbiblical for us to not sow into them financially. It's not biblical. Yeah. It is biblical for us to honor our shepherds to that degree. Mm -hmm. However, here's why. I'm so glad you asked. I could mm -hmm. hear you asking over the airwaves. Turn over to Psalms 133, I think. If I'm wrong, it's really close to here. Yep, Psalm 133. Behold how good it is, how good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head, coming down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, coming down upon the edge of his, of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon coming down upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing of life forever. Mm -hmm. The anointing flows from the head to the beard to the fringe of the garments. Yeah. In a church structure, the head of the church is obviously Jesus. Like that's duh, obviously Jesus, his beard are his fivefold ministers. Jesus is the head of the body. The beard is the ministry. And if honor isn't poured down, it can't it, like when we honor Jesus, it's going to honor Jesus flow through them and then on to us. Mm -hmm. But until we get to the place where we honor our shepherds and by first honoring the Lord, mm -hmm. then honor and blessing, the commanded blessing will never get to us. This honoring our shepherds is a system that God set up specifically so that his entire body could be blessed. Yeah. You can't find anywhere in scripture that I know of. And if I'm wrong, let me know because it'll change my theology. You can't find in scripture a place where God is honored and the people are not also taken care of. Yeah. You can't 
because God is not a God who's mocked and he's not a selfish God. So when we honor the Lord and honor our shepherds, we too will be honored because those who honor him will be honored. So when we sow in and honor our shepherds to the degree God says mm-hmm. is good, yeah. that is when the commanded blessing comes because yeah. that's the picture of unity. Yeah, well, the, I feel like the- That one was of the, a lot and I'm sorry. No, no, no. Well, I, I gave a pause because I just felt like what I was going to share had to follow up what you were going to say. And it's perfect. Amen. God's good. Um, uh, the Shunammite woman is probably one of the yes. most perfect examples of this. Yes. Um, in 2 Kings chapter 4, you see a woman. Um, 2 Kings 4, 8, it says this. Now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunam, and there was a notable woman, and she had persuaded him to yep. come eat some food. So, as, so it was, as often as he had passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. So this woman, this woman noticed the anointing yep. on Elisha. And she invited him and she blessed him. And then, but more than that, she said, and then she said to her husband, look now, I know this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand. Uh, so it will be whenever he comes, he can turn in there. So she literally built an apartment in her house yeah. for Elisha, yep. which isn't a small thing. Mm-mm. You know, that's a costly thing to, to build an entire attachment onto your house. But she did this for Elisha. It, why? Because she recognized the anointing of God on his life and she wanted to bless and honor that anointing. Yeah. And here's the greatest part of that. Whenever she chose to, I'm going to honor this man, what happened? Elisha then said, what does she need? And uh, Elisha's servant said, well, she, she, she doesn't have a son. And so Elisha specifically prayed. And because she blessed him, because she honored him, she was able to have a son. Because she honored him, yep. when her son died, yep. uh, the anointing was able to bring her son back to life. Mm-hmm. Because she honored him, when a famine hit the land, mm-hmm. hear the hear this. This wasn't just, well, she got blessed once, you know, because she honored him. No, the blessing and the anointing that was on Elisha continuously flowed to yeah. her. So when a famine came to the land, you read this in, in chapter eight, Elisha spoke to that woman and said, arise, go you and your household and stay where, wherever you can, because the Lord has call, call, called a famine. And furthermore, it will come on the land for seven years. So when the famine came, she had a specific word from the Lord to where she could be protected and her and her son protected and provided for during the entire seven years of famine. You know, actually in the New Testament, it talks about how there were many women, you know, in the land at that time, but only one woman was able to get this word from the Lord. You know, so she, why was only one woman able to get that? Because she honored the anointing. Because she honored the anointing that was on, on Elisha. And then... Come on, it doesn't end there. Whenever she came back, she found out that her whole land was taken over and and her whole land was was taken over and taken by different people. So now she's like, what in the world am I going to do? I guess I'm going to go to the king. Here's the funny part. The king recognized the anointing that was on Elisha. So he had uh, Gehazi, Elisha's servant, come. Tell me all these different stories, you know, about this man, Elisha. And as he, as Elisha's telling, or as Gehazi's telling the story about the Shunammite woman that was honoring him. He was telling the story about her, about how her son was raised to life. As he was telling the story, here she comes in. She walks into the room. And Gehazi's like, this is the woman right here. This is the woman that I'm telling you about. 
And the king's like, come to, to me. What, 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 why are you here? And she's like, my land was taken. And he's like, what? Okay, let's restore that land yeah. and give to her, not just the land back, but give to her all the interest and all the profit that the land has taken since she left that land. Yeah. Now, talk about uh, the, the anointing flowing from the beard. You know, yeah. this woman, because she honored the anointing, not just with her words, not just, well, not just with her prayers, mm -mm. but financially, mm -hmm. she put her finances into honoring this man. Yeah. Because of that, the, the anointing and the blessing just flowed and flowed and flowed, where, where Everyone around her, hear, hear this, everyone around her experienced a famine, but it didn't touch her home. Yeah. Because she honored the anointing. Yeah. Now talk about honor. Talk about, mmm. Yeah. When we honor, when we honor the anointing, it'll put us in a position to where thi thi viruses, things can be hitting everyone around us, but it won't touch our home. Why? Yeah. Because we put in, we attached our honor to the anointed ones that God has given to our land. Yeah, honor is a separator. Mm -hmm. It truly is. Yeah. Honor separates the body of Christ. And that's truly what you've seen over this last year is you've seen people who have honored the Lord, who have honored the anointing, and you've seen people who have honored logic. Yeah. And one of them is going to cause you to rise above and be the head and not the tail, yeah. be above and not beneath. And the other one is going to lead you toward the path of destruction. Yeah. But truthfully, Honor is a separator. The men and women of God who are huge, that are spiritual giants in the body, they're men and women of honor. Yeah. You know, the greatest men and women that I know are men and women of honor. They honor abundantly. You know, Pastor Brian is my gift our gift, but I'm talking about me personally. Like he's my gift that God yeah. gave to me and I take it as my personal responsibility to honor my gift. Yeah. You know, I don't leave it up to buddy to honor my pastor. I take ownership of that. You know, I don't just assume that he's good and everything set. What can I do? And, and when we think like that, because he's not, your, your leaders that God's attached you to, they're not just separate from you. I know after, because I have relationship with Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole, they genuinely think of their body as like their children. Like they, they have a shepherd's heart for them. They love them. They desire the best for them. They pray for them. They mourn with them. They rejoice with them. They, they instruct them. They guide them. They teach them. Talking about my pastors. And because I know their heart it's, it's, they're not calloused, mm -hmm. but even if they were, let's say that, you know, Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole just had a really rough time and it was like, it was a rough year. It's still my job to honor, mm -hmm. regardless of whether or not I feel as though they're shepherding me. Well, that doesn't matter. Yeah. Honor's a separator. You look at the, in the book of first Samuel with Hannah, you know, Hannah, it, it's Hannah, right? I'm thinking of the story sure. when she goes into the temple and she's mourning because she can't have a child. Oh, uh, Is sure. it Eli and Hannah? Not Eli. 
I'm just Eli was the minister, Eli, the one that rebuked her. Yeah, yeah. Who who is wrong and judged yeah. her? You know, she's there mourning, and he just assumed that she's drunk. Yeah. You know, he 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 rebukes her and and tells her, basically calls her out, and just is so flippant with her. And she had the ability to not honor him, rightfully so, and mm-hmm. to defend herself. Yeah. And instead, she honored him, and mm-hmm. she explained, "No, I'm not drunk. I'm not yeah. here like that." Like. I, I'm asking the Lord for a child. Mm-hmm. And because of her honor, she was granted a child. You yeah. know, honor opens the door to the supernatural in your life, regardless of whether or not sure. your shepherd, you feel like your shepherd is honoring you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what your authority figures are doing. We're going to leave politics out, but it doesn't matter what the authority figures are doing. You mm-hmm. honor them. Yeah. Honor, well, it doesn't, it, it is for them and there's reasons to bless them, but it's also for you. I've yeah. heard Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole say countless, countless times that they could give a rip about personal blessing. Like they do not care about receiving seed except they understand mm-hmm. that when a body starts to honor, something is unlocked and there's a commanded blessing released in the body. They like, we're going to sow into our shepherds this week. Like that's, that's going to happen yeah. because not just so that they can receive our, you know, our money, but so that way the commanded blessing then comes on the body. Cause that's what they care about. Mm-hmm. That's what God cares about. It's a system he set up. It's so cool how God works. He's like, yeah. I'm going to set up a system that blesses them and them win, yeah. win. It's going to be great for everybody. Mm-hmm. Win, win. And when we do that, oh my gosh, it's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, like I I hope at this point you recognize the importance of honor. Yeah. uh, Which helps us understand why the devil will do whatever he can to make us be dishonorable. You know, to make us, well, he'll try to hurt us to a point where we feel like we can never honor again. Mm -hmm. You know, like he'll use ministers, he'll use different people. I mean, like, I don't know where you've at, where you're at. I don't know where you've been. You might've been hurt by a pastor. You might've been hurt in a church. You might've been hurt by different things. And you might be wondering how in the world am I ever going to honor again? You know, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, John Bevere says it this way. He says, all authority is from God, but that doesn't mean all authority is godly. You know, people might hurt you. People might harm you. It's, it's still your job, to, like, like Eli. It, yep. It's pretty evident when you read about him that he wasn't a very godly man, but he was still the high priest. And when, when Hannah honored him, she was honored. You know, however, you know, uh, he, he, the Bible says in, in Romans 13, and this has been misquoted a lot, you know, mm-hmm. over the last couple months. Um, it, but it says, therefore, whoever resists authority resists the ordinance of God. Those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Mm-hmm. We, we, th- that's Romans 13 too. Uh, we need to like recognize that if we're resisting authority, if we're resisting honor, we're resisting God. Yep. Put that in the comments. When I resist uh, authority, I'm resisting God. Yep. But here, here's the thing. Now, if the only time we're not called to, to obey is when authority is telling us to sin, blatantly sin. You see that with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. However, they still honored. Sure did. They, they didn't obey, but they honored. Yeah. You know, they, they, they weren't like, well, you wicked and evil king. Yeah. What is wrong with you? You stupid. You know, they, that wasn't. Yeah. No, they said, I'm, we're sorry, king. 
but we, but we cannot defy God. We, can't, we have to obey our God. You know, you see, you see in, in, in the book of Acts, you know, they were honoring, you know, but, but they said, we, who, who, who are we supposed to, to, yeah. to serve? You or God? You know, like, yeah. we're, you're putting us in a pickle. We have to serve God. You know, they were honoring, but um, they, they were honoring, but they, could, they couldn't obey, you yeah. know. But here's the thing, when, you know, he, he, here's the difference. Because in Romans 13, it's talking about governmental officials. It's saying you honor them no matter what. Yeah. That doesn't mean you obey. The Bible teaches unconditional o- uh, honor. It doesn't necessarily ki- teach unconditional obedience. But when, what we ta- talked about in Hebrews, in Hebrews 13, it said obey. And that's not talking about government. That's not talking about those. That's talking about the pastor that God's planted you under. Yeah. That's talking about the anointed man of God that, 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 that God has positioned you honor, under. You obey them. You know, you honor them. You obey them. Why? Because they're, they're speaking, you know, they're watching over your souls. They're sent by God. You honor and you obey them. Yeah. You know, you submit to them. Why? Because that's profitable for you. Yeah. You're, you're not in rebellion against them because rebellion leads, is witchcraft. Rebellion is, is demonic. It's yeah. evil and it brings judgment upon yourselves. Yeah. But when I honor and I submit, when I honor my God, when I honor him by honoring the ones that he's placed and positioned over me, there's a blessing that's attached to it. Yeah. So you might have been hurt by a wicked and, e- and an evil pastor, but here's the thing. God can redeem that. You know, God can bring restoration he in can you. redeem them. He can redeem them. Yeah. Yeah. God can, re- there's nothing outside of God's realm of redemption. Yeah. And, and so you might have been hurt, but, but I, I would encourage you to prayerfully seek the Lord and say, God, what can I do? God, who are you positioning me under? Because a lot of times whenever, we, whenever someone gets hurt by the church, they never plug into a church again yeah. or they're just bouncing, yeah. you know, because, well, they're, they're taking that hurt with them wherever they go yeah. and they can't actually plant themselves. They just uproot and uproot and uproot because yeah. of a past hurt. But I want to tell you, God can redeem that. God can put you in a position where you can honor again, where you don't have to like go everywhere and say, well, this pastor hurt me, you know, and you don't have to take that testimony where you with you everywhere you go. You can actually have a new testimony of, you know, I was hurt here, but then I put my trust in God. He planted me here. And now I understand that, that, you know, I understand that there's a blessing attached to, to honor. Yeah. And don't live by your feelings. Yeah. You know, I was, I was in a church before I came to Boomerang and I was very much hurt, like Mm -hmm. in it, (laughs) in a big way, like it was, it was a painful thing, but I choose whether I stay there. Mm -hmm. I choose whether I'm hurt. I choose whether I'm offended. I choose whether I move on. That's all within my positive control. I may not be able to make the decisions of others. I may not be able to change a circumstance, but I can, I can determine how I respond to something. And I think as you're talking, like a great example of that is the woman who asked Jesus to heal her daughter, heal her child. Mm -hmm. And he, he's like, I'm not going to feed you basically called her a dog. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, even dogs will eat the scraps. You know, she didn't get offended. She she honored Jesus in his response back to her. He called her a dog and she still honored him. And because she honored him, her child was healed. 
because of her honor. Honor leads you to profit, no matter the circumstance. If you're an Mm -hmm. honorable person, willing to make things important, willing to sow and invest your time, God honors that. But it truly is dependent upon our perspective. You know, what... When you think of your, your gift of God, how are you viewing him? How are you viewing her? Mm-hmm. You know, are, for the people at Boomerang, is it, are they Brian and Nicole? Or are they Pastor Brian and Nicole? Which one are they to you? You know, when they speak, is it common? Mm-hmm. Or is it something that is genuinely, like you take the words and you digest them. Do they make a suggestion and you just throw it away? Like, are you more willing to go drop $100, like, on, I I don't know, a video game or, you know, getting your hair and nails done? Or are you willing to invest it knowing that the word says that they're worthy of double honor and that he'll honor you back for it? You know, what, it's, we've talked about it all week long. Genuinely taking time to self-evaluate is huge. And when we get, and look, I'm not, I haven't arrived in this. There's so much more honor that I can tap into for my shepherds, for my husband, for those around me. Like I can continue to grow in honor. But when we become an honorable person, all of a sudden we receive things from the Lord that weren't, that we didn't have access to before. Pastor has a story of being in a church once and he just, he had gotten kind of calloused toward the ministry. And he's like, I've learned all I can learn from here. Like, pastor's not, I'm not getting anything from the pastor. So I don't know why I'm here. And the Lord, I I don't remember the exact wording of what the Lord said back to him, but basically was something to the extent of, well, if you're so holy, then pray for the service. Like Mm -hmm. he was pretty sassy with him. Mm -hmm. So pastor did and he prayed Mm -hmm. and he prayed the next week. And I think it was within two or three weeks, all of a sudden he's like, wow, this is amazing. Like the word is so good. Mm-hmm. What pastor yeah. is preaching is like life altering. Yeah. This is great. And he realized the only thing that changed was me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can determine what you receive from your gift of God by mm-hmm. the level of honor that you mm-hmm. invest into them. Yeah. You can go higher. You can stay at the same level. Mm-hmm. It's up to you. Yeah. But when you choose, when we choose to be people of honor, there's no limit on where God can take us because people of honor are then honored by God and not on our ability, by God's ability. Mm -hmm. I can honor based on my ability through Jesus, Mm -hmm. but God is unlimited and God can honor me and he can honor you Mm -hmm. with heaven at his backing with all of creation. Mm -hmm. What does God's honor look like? I want that kind of honor. Yeah. And, and, you know, just a little, like, addition. Um, One of of the greatest ways we can honor our pastors is to trust them, you know, with, you know, with letting them pastor us. You know, like, I remember, you know, when I I was a pastor, I I would would tell the the teenagers, I, I would just say, you know, one of the greatest things you can do is come to me when you need me or whenever you need advice, whenever you have a question, whenever you need, like, like, because, you know, one, one, here's, here's a genuine question you can ask as to, to, to determine whether you're honoring your pastor or not. Is he just my preacher or is he my pastor? 
When was the last time you came to him, when, like before you made a big life decision? When was the last time you came to him and said, hey, I feel like the Lord's leading me to do this. What do you think? You know, uh, when was the last time you, you came to your pastor and said, hey, I was reading this and I don't understand this. How about this? When was the last time you heard pastor say some, your pastor say something in a message that you disagreed with? And instead of just turning around and saying, well, he said that, but I don't disagree with but I don't agree with that. When was the last time you actually came to the pastor and said, hey, I know you read, you said this. This is how I see it. Help me understand it. You know, when was the last time we, that, because that's how you, that's one way you honor your pastor. You know, are they just a preacher who talks to you on Sunday mornings? Or are they a shepherd yeah. that, that you come to and say, and say, hey, I need help with this. Lead yeah. me. Because I, I discovered, you know, in, in four and a half years of ministry, and even recently, just in my own life, I've discovered the second someone says, I, I just need to figure this out on my own, they begin to backslide. For sure. Like, like, like without I, question. W- whenever someone says, well, you know, I, I, I know, you know, like I, I've, I've They're seen busy. it so many times. Yeah. You know, I'll, whenever you start to think, oh, pastor's too busy or, you know, the, oh, there's, yep. you know, they, they, they don't really care about my issues. You're literally saying I don't have faith in them. You know, you're literally saying I don't trust them. You're saying I don't honor them. Yeah. And we you have know. a standard here at Boomerang. Like the second that thought enters your mind, that should be like the warning signal. flag. I need talk to talk to pastor. Now, yeah. like right now. <laughs> yeah. Recognize the danger of trying to figure it out on your own. Yeah. Because here's the thing, we're not called to do things on our own. We're yeah, not called no. to live life on our own. Nope. I, I remember specifically, uh, you know, there was one teenager, teenager who, who, like, something traumatic happened, you know, in, in their life. And, and I reached out and I said, hey, like, I'm here for you. Like, you know, do you, do you want to grab coffee? Do you want to talk about this? And, and they said, this is one of the most prominent, you know, so it's not like you're, you're so... You're, you're in a place where, you know, everything's where, where you're above backsliding. He, he was one of the most prominent youth, you know, in, in our youth group. And I said, uh, like, let's talk about this. You know, there's answers to your questions. And he said, and he said, I just need to figure this out on my own. And, th- and, and this is the deception. You know, I just need to figure this out between me and God. You know, it's just, just me and God. I just need to figure things out with me and God. No, you don't. <laughs> no. Like, because that, that's essentially saying, I need to figure this out in my brain. I'll use God as a, as a caveat, you know, to, to make, me, make it feel, sound holy. But it's really just, I just need time with me and my brain, me and my soul, me and my flesh, you know. And what happens is, slowly but surely, the backsliding begins because you, you detach yourself from the shepherd that God's given you. Yeah. And, and, and so recognize, if you ever think, I just need to figure this out on my own, that's a red flag. Or I just need it between me and God. No, that's a red flag. God never, you read this book. Yeah. God never told us. He, we're the body of Christ. Yeah. We're, 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 iron sharpens iron. You know, like that, so one man sharpens another man. You know, like, yes, uh, my own individual personal relationship with God is important. I need to be attached to the head. I need to be attached to God. I, I, like I, my pastor is not my God. I don't just run to him. Every, I, I take my time and I seek the Lord. And when I feel like I, I hear from the Lord, I take it to pastor and yeah. he confirms it or, or says, let's keep praying, you know, but so I don't, I don't make my pastor my God, 
But I recognize that he's a lot closer to God than I am. He has a relationship with God. He has the anointing to where he can help lead me. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't pridefully take, like, take myself to a position where I think I can figure this out on my own. Yeah. I don't need him because that's dishonoring yeah. to both the pastor and to the one who gave me that pastor. Yeah. And I know we've been talking like about pastors specifically, mm-hmm. but this message is not only specific to pastors. Sure. You know, that verse in 1 Timothy 5, it says, let the elders who rule well, yeah. like especially in teaching and preaching, you know, though those they're worthy of double honor. Mm -hmm. Think of the authority figures that God's given in your life. Mm -hmm. You know, here in the ministry, we have different teams. Like we have, we have the cleaning team that Natalie oversees. She's worthy of being honored Mm -hmm. by her team. You know, Julie, who's here uh, helping out on the broadcast right now, Julie oversees the hospitality team. She's worthy of being honored. Mm -hmm. You know, you have Deb who oversees the children's ministry. Deb is worthy of being honored. Mm -hmm. Paul now oversees the youth ministry. Paul's worthy of being Mm -hmm. honored, not just by those in the body, but his direct team, like those who lead, they're worthy of being honored. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was one of... Johnny, I know you're on. I know you're watching. I know you don't super care if I share this, but but surprise, I'm using you again. One of Johnny and Holly Shaver are some of the most honoring people and I love them for it. Like it blesses me so much watching them. Johnny went to George once and he's like, you lead in this ministry. Like I know that you're a leader and I'm called to honor you. How can I honor you? Mm -hmm. And George came home and told me, and we both had tears in our eyes, not because George and I are looking for honor. Like Mm -hmm. that's not what I'm saying, but it conveys the heart of a person Mm -hmm. when they're being intentional to honor and looking for people to honor, looking to honor their authority figures, looking to honor their pastors, looking to honor the evangelist Mm -hmm. when he's in town, looking to honor the prophet, Mm -hmm. looking to honor the apostle, looking to honor their leaders, looking to honor their bosses, looking to honor their spouses, looking to honor their brothers and sisters in Christ. People of honor are God's people. Put that in the comments. People of honor are God's people. Mm -hmm. And when we show and prove ourselves to be people of honor, we're showing and proving the world that we're God's people. It sets us apart. Yeah. Those who honor me, I will honor. Yeah. So when you, when you make it a point, I'm going to elevate and honor God by elevating and honor you know, the authorities, God will elevate and honor you. Yeah. Like he'll, you'll just go higher yeah. when you do that. Yeah. And so today we're going to pray that mm-hmm. God would open all of our eyes, no matter yeah. what church you belong to. Like, I don't care if you're watching and you belong to Boomerang, mm-hmm. you belong to Champion, you belong to like Victory Temple, you belong to the river. I don't care where you go. I don't care if you're even in the state or our country. I care that people of God honor God because when the body of Christ begins to wake up with a revelation of honor, then God can do something here in the earth that he's been dreaming of doing. So let's wake up together to a new level of honor. Lord, thank you. Thank you for giving us systems in this world that we can use to bring heaven to earth. And one of the systems that you've given us is the system of honor. It is not just a character trait, but it is a system that you have given to us that we may honor the gifts in our body that you have given us. 
thank you for our pastors. Thank you for our teachers. Mm -hmm. Thank you for our prophets. Thank you for our evangelists. Thank you for our apostles. Thank you for the asset they are to the body. Thank you that they have given their life to the call of Christ. Thank you that they have chosen to lay down all of their prior plans, dreams, desires, and said yes to you, picked up the cross and run the race. Lord, may every pastor this month Feel your honor, not man's honor, but your honor through man. Lord, this weekend for our pastors, may they be honored on your level of honor. God, open our eyes to what honoring you truly looks like. Let us become men and women of honor. Let us be a separated people, unique in how we operate. May we be known and marked by honor. May it be a character trait that other people do see through mm -hmm. us. And may our honor challenge others. May it cause them to hunger for new levels of honor. May, Lord, let us sharpen each other in honor. Instead of being offended, God, let pride leave now mm -hmm. in Jesus' name. And let us be hungry and humble to receive your instructions. Let us be hungry and humble to walk in your ways. And let us be a marked people separated by honor. Honor those, God, who honor you, because that is what your word says, and your word cannot fail. So everyone who has honored you by honoring their shepherds, honor them. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, with that, I don't necessarily want to do a super long What's Abundance, because I don't want you to feel like we did this entire broadcast just to get your money. Mm -hmm. I don't care. <laughs> if you want to sow, sow. If you don't, don't. That's fine. But honor what the Lord has told you to honor. If yeah. he's told you to sow in, then honor him. We, this is free. This is for you. Mm -hmm. It's completely open to you if you want it, but mm -hmm. it's okay if you don't. Just be obedient to him. You can yeah. go to givebc.org. You can do on Facebook, hashtag donate, followed by the dollar amount behind it. But just be obedient. Yeah. And if you honor him, he'll honor you. Yep. Yep. So with that, guys, that has been Lunch Plus. We love y'all. As we said, when we started What's the Word next week is going to be a little bit different. Yes. We don't know what that is going to look like next week. We may be on. We may not be. I don't know. But even if we're not, we are guaranteed to be back November 2nd with brand new episodes. Brand new. It's going to be good. So we love you. Have a great week. Enjoy your weekend. It's going to be so good. Happy early birthday to my husband, who has a birthday on Monday. Um, he's not on anymore, but that was just my shameless plug as a wife who loves him very much. Happy birthday, George. But we love you. We will be back brand new in officially one week, like November 2nd. So we'll see you soon.